uh, glad to see others that are coming in. There still will be be others um, uh, later on. Uh, Brother um, Adrian McFarlane will be speaking for us in the afternoon service. He is one of um, Brother Hale's uh, grandsons, and we thought it would be good to have somebody uh, like that to do the speaking today. Um, Brother Adrian, is, um, um, uh, he's pastored uh, two or three um, uh, United Pentecostal churches and, and worked um, uh, at the, uh, their campgrounds. And um, he's been wanting to come for a good while to see our new facility, so we got him coming. He'll be speaking this afternoon, and uh, so we're just looking forward for the continuation of that. And um, everybody just uh, continue to feel free and um, let the Lord uh, uh, just bless you today. Amen. And we're going to... um, and I'll mention it a few minutes ago, and I'll mention it again, because of them working in the fellowship hall is why there won't be a children's church uh, uh, today. So, um, But we're going to go to the book of Hebrews, um, a very uh, familiar passage of Scripture, um, the 11th chapter, and <clears throat> I'm going to be reading... Uh, kind of a lengthy introduction of scriptures, longer than what I normally do uh, for a scripture text, but it's important to get all of these, uh, these things in. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 16, hallelujah, and we're still happy over our young lady who got baptized last week in yeah. Jesus' name, amen, yeah. amen. Praise the Lord. Scripture says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, and that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith. Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testified of his gifts, and through it being dead still speaks. By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death, and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Just let me stop for a moment. If I have any testimony to leave behind, that's one I'd like to leave behind. That somebody would say about me, Brother Sammy tried to please God in his life. There's no greater testimony than that. No greater testimony than that. Amen, and that was the testimony, amen, uh, that, uh, uh, that Enoch uh, uh, found. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must first believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. 
by faith Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promises in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man, and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as a sand which is by the seashore. Now, pay close attention from the rest of the reading from here on out. These all died in faith not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them. Think about that. How can you embrace something you ain't never saw? <laughs> oh, glory. Embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. Anybody glad that you don't think about your old life no more? Anybody glad that you realize you've got something a little bit better than Jesus? Mm. But now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. I don't want to live my life where I make my God ashamed of me. What about you? God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Let's pray. Father, we come today, we thank you, and we praise you for this service this time of celebration on the 70th anniversary of this assembly. Thanking you, God, for what you have brought us from and thanking you more what you're going to carry us to. Bless this word today in the reading. Help us to hear what you would have us to know today. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. God bless you and be seated. Thank you for staying with us through that kind of lengthy reading. I want to speak today for a short time, and I hope that you will open up your ears, because I realize that I'm the only one standing between you and that good food that's going on back in the back, and I don't want to get run over. <laughs> Hallelujah, but... Um, 
I like, I like good food. You can't tell it by looking at me, but I like good food. But I enjoy the word better. Amen. Hallelujah. And I want to speak today for a few minutes on a subject titled, Memories That Motivate. Memories That Motivate. This is a day for Christ Family Church of Memories. And I want to have you consider something today as you have memories and you get thinking about memories. I want you to think about some memories that motivate you. Memory, according to the dictionary, is the faculty of the mind by which information is coded and stored and retained to influence future action and thought. If we could not remember past events, we could not learn or develop language, we couldn't develop relationships, no personal identity. So memory is a tremendous asset to have. Amen. Sometimes memory will cause pain because of negative situations that we've had to endure in the past. But when you view memory, even though painful ones, when you view memory through eyes of faith, even the bad memories can be a source of encouragement when you understand that, hey, it was God carrying you through both the good and the bad days. Hallelujah. Amen. And you're still alive today. You're still here. Hallelujah. Because of God. Hallelujah. Today we look back over the past 70 years of this congregation. There are many members which are invoked and brought to the forefront of our minds. Um, members which stir every aspect of our emotions. Memories, some memories that'll make you smile. Some memories will even make you frown. And even some members will cause you to shed a tear. Um, this past week, I was coming home from the AWCF conference in Louisville, Kentucky, where hundreds and thousands of people were gathered there from literally all over the world. Uh, I don't know if you ever thought you saw a big choir before, but um, there was a brother there uh, from Ethiopia who came out of the great revival of Ethiopia during the 1990s. Uh, I viewed a video clip um, from Brother Cole, which was a powerful minister uh, in the faith, and God used him to uh, lead hundreds of thousands of people to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I watched a video clip back in 1997 where in one service, over 50,000 people got filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, evidence of speaking in other tongues. 50,000 people. From that revival, 
one of the biggest Pentecostal churches in the world now in existence. And this brother, can you remember his name or be able to pronounce it? I can't pronounce it, Brother uh, Douglas. It's difficult to pronounce, but God knows who I'm talking about. He came and preached a message one day and had some representatives of his choir. And they're, I don't know, 40, 50 members there singing in that choir. And when they got through singing, he came back up to the podium and he says, now if you come to Ethiopia, he said, I'll show you my whole choir, a thousand member strong. That ought to give you some idea how big his church is. Amen. Uh, and, but anyway, as I was coming back home, I stopped in Bowling Green and the old railroad uh, depot there, they've turned into uh, a, a museum. I'd heard about it uh, through uh, uh, Jen. Uh, uh, her and um, uh, she had been uh, been there, uh, and uh, and and times uh, times past her and Keith. And um, so I, I had some time, and I stopped because. Um, and I wanted to go through it. It was an L.N. museum. And when I walked into that place, man, my mind began to be filled with all kind of memories. And I went up on the second level. And when I walked in and I walked in, there was this glass enclosure. And there was a mannequin in that enclosure. And it was dressed up uh, with the outfit of an old L.N. worker. And there was the... The overalls and this special type of coat that the LNN switchmen's wore, gloves sticking out of the pockets and a bandana. And when I stopped and looked at that, I couldn't help it, but tears began to come in my eyes because when I was looking at that, I saw my dad. Because as a child growing up, that 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 same outfit that same outfit, I saw him go off to work in every morning. He had worked for the LNN uh, for 40 years. So some memories will cause you to shed a tear. But in view of this being a day of, of thankfulness, great thankfulness to God in celebration, I want us to think about memories that motivate. Look at somebody and tell them memories that motivate. <laughs> memories that motivate. Hallelujah. Amen. Because that is very important. Memories that will motivate you to push on and fight the good fight. When we remember the saints of old, like we watched the film of Brother Hale, our founding pastor, preaching at a um, homecoming back in 1993, I believe it was or sometime early in the 90s. Those are memories that, I don't know about you, but it motivates me and it causes me to push on. There have been some times, amen, in my, in my pastoralship of the assembly, amen, that I, I thought, God, I don't know how far I can go. I don't know how much more I can do. I, I've done about all I can do. But then those memories come back, and those memories motivate me. Hallelujah. Memories of our founding pastor talking to me 
and saying, and some of you know how he talked and his mannerisms and stuff. He said, Brother Sammy, he said, I poured my life into this church. And I can't do it no more. My health won't let me. I can't, my memory, my eyes, I can't read. He says, he said, I want somebody that will carry this church on the way it was founded and the way that myself and Brother Carl set it up, which Brother Carl was the first, you got his picture up there behind, beside Brother Hale there on the screen, the very first assistant pastor of this church. He said, Brother Sammy, I believe you'll do that. I remember that day. And I remember things like that, and those memories motivate me. When I feel like I can't go on, Brother Paul, to keep pushing, keep going. Because one day, hallelujah, amen, I believe everybody here likes it when payday comes, whatever job you do. Man, it always feels good. Amen on payday. You know you got a check coming or you know you're going to be able to amen to do something. I'll tell you what, folk. Amen. I am looking for a payday that's going to be out of this world. Hallelujah. I'm looking, glory to God. Hallelujah. I've never had much down here been able to accomplish a whole lot on worldly terms. Hallelujah. But folks, I have got a payday coming that I'm looking forward to. Hallelujah. Amen. And the greatest of it all is when I can fall down at the feet of my Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. And give Him praise. And give Him glory. Because He has stuck with me when nobody else would walk. He will walk with me. And I thank Him for His goodness. I thank Him for His grace. I thank Him for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. That it's still burning as strong as ever in my heart. I've had men come to me and say, Brother, I wish I could lash a hold. I wish I could lash a hold a little bit of that anointing. But let me tell you that you, I'm going to tell you something, folks. Salvation is by grace. It's free. But anointing, you're going to pay a price for that. Hallelujah. Not everybody's willing, amen, to stay up all hours of the night and burn the midnight oil and pray over people in the church like I have done and to fast and to seek the face of God. Hallelujah. And to go through things that you go through. Anointing, there's a cost to it, folks. The more anointing you see in somebody's life, I guarantee you can say they have been through a lot. Because anointing, there's a price to pay for it. But the memories that motivate us to keep pushing. And I want to talk about that. And we're not going to stay before you too long. <laughs> I just had another memory when I said that. I'll tell you where I picked it up from. I picked it up from a deer black brother friend of mine used to be a part of our church when you get up and preach but Harrison say I don't plan to stay before you too long 
And Brother Paul, you can look out for a two-hour sermon from that point. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Memories that motivate. The first thing I want to talk about, church, is memories of past warriors. Memories of past warriors. That's, a, that's memories that can motivate you. That can cause you to want to put a little more umph into it. That cause you to want to push on. I don't know about you, but I'm one of those people who find myself quite often reminiscing over the past in my life. And I told you about it at the uh, museum the other day. And it seems like the older I get, the more I do it. Now I realize, and listen to me close, I realize that we can't live in the past. Can I get an amen on that? We can't live in the past. We must have a forward vision. But sometimes, look at your neighbor and say, sometimes. Sometimes it helps the battle you're going through today when you think about past family and past saints of God who fought and won the battle of life and how they finished strong in the faith. Hallelujah. <coughs> I've gotten through some things by simply thinking about a testimony. I had heard somebody. We have talked about this from time to time. Amen. But we are blessed in CFC. I can remember coming to church on some Wednesday nights years ago. And man, it was just as dead as four o'clock. And you say, man, I'll be glad when this is over. There ain't nothing going to happen here. Nothing going to happen right here. And then that man who was singing on that tape a while ago, picking that guitar like nobody else I still can hear play like today. His mama, Sister Shelton, would stand up and give a testimony that would set that whole place on fire by telling the truth. And that would be about that would be about seven thirty, and about ten o'clock, we'd be going home, <laughs> having a downpouring of the Holy Ghost, where we thought it wasn't nothing going to happen that night, because of that lady's testimony. It's picked me up a many a time, not only hers but many others. Church, remember. Some of those past warriors. Hallelujah. Amen. The past, um, the past warriors. Second Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 and 8. Apostle Paul, this was his, this was his final writing. He had done, he had done been before. Uh, 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 the Roman government, he had already been sentenced and tried. He had been condemned to death. He knew they was going to come and execute him. He didn't know what time it was going to be, but he knew it was coming. There was no more appeals. 
While he was there, he wrote this last letter to his young protege, Timothy. And this is some of the words that he said. For I am now ready to be offered. Think about this. This is Apostle Paul's, basically his last words. He said, I am now ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. Hallelujah. He said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Praise the Lord. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not only to me, but unto all them also that love his appearing. That's a memory of a great warrior who fought the fight, kept the faith. And I, when I think about the Apostle Paul, amen, it motivates me, brother. It motivates me. I said, God help me to be more like him. I've read what history says. It don't say it in the Bible, but history says that when they come to chop off his head, you've heard me tell this story before. With a soldier on each side, with a steel, I don't know how old he was, how old a man he was, but he still broke himself free of those soldiers, had him by one on each arm, and he didn't try to run away. But he ran to the chop block and laid down his head because of what he had wrote to Timothy. And brother, he meant it. It wasn't just a bunch of words. He was ready to go. He was ready to receive that reward. And brother Paul, that motivates me. That gives me some more heart. Glory to God. Amen. That makes me feel like a old Rocky. Amen. When the other guy thought had him beat. And old Rocky was laying down over there. Rocky gets up. Amen. And he said, hey, one more round. One more round. Glory to God. There have been times that the devil has knocked me down. Amen. And stopped on my chest. And he'd go away laughing. But I called when I think about Brother Joe, the memory of the possible. I holler at that devil. I said, hey. Don't go nowhere. One more round. One more round. One more round. Why in the world would you want to go run more round? Well, the guy's already beat the snot out of you. Because I done read the back of the book and I know who wins. Give the Lord a hand clap. Hallelujah. One more point. And I maybe confused him up top, but I, I skipped something here, and I'm going to go back to it. I want to talk about memories of where we've been. You see that picture of the old church inside? 
that picture was taken by Chris about two weeks before it caught on fire. When we was there, I prayed night and day, Lord, man, this place has got so many issues. Brother Bobby spent more time on the roof than did BFI. Patching and patching and patching. I was teaching one Wednesday night, and everybody in the congregation just <gasps> kind of gasped. I thought, hey, I must be getting through here. <laughs> and I wasn't getting through to nobody. There was a possum going across. <laughs> a possum going across the edge of the baptistry. Oh, that ain't the worst of it. I was teaching in another time. While I was teaching, preaching, man, I was feeling the Holy Ghost, you know. About that time, people kind of gasped again. I said, hey, man, we're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. But it wasn't my message that was moving them. There was a snake hanging down out of the light from the seat. Some of you here remember that. <coughs> Hallelujah. So, we had a lot of issues in that old building. But you know what, as I look at that right now, that looks good to me. Because we had some services in that yeah. place that we still ain't got back to yet here. I've seen healings. God moved miraculous ways. But here's the, here, here's the facts, folks. The power of God is not in a building or facility. The power of God is in you. And I don't care what else goes on. If you don't cultivate the fire, if you don't keep that fire burning down inside you, hallelujah, I don't care what else is going on, it ain't going to happen, happen for you. But if we... As I'm preaching about memories that motivate us, talking about memories where we've been, there are times in our Christian walk that we face seemingly many insurmountable odds. We ask the question, how am I going to get through this situation? Maybe I might be the only one here that's ever asked that question. I don't know. But I've asked that more than once. How are we going to get through this? How are we going to come out here? But then it quickly becomes obvious that we need a good, strong dose of faith during times like that. And the best way, look about it and tell somebody the best way. The best way to accomplish that is to be motivated by memories of where you've been and how God brought you through. <laughs> oh, my, my, my. One of my favorite courses. When I think 
of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. My soul cries out, Hallelujah. Praise God for saving me. When you're going through a struggle, when you're going through a battle, the best memory that can motivate you to not run away from the devil and not try to hide is to be like David. People talk about how David slew that nine-foot-tall-something giant before David went down into the valley to meet the giant. He had a memory. Come on, somebody. Put that scripture up on there for that, brother. 1 Samuel 17 and 37. Now, this is when King Saul and some of his older brothers was telling David how stupid he was, telling him that you can't do this and can't do that. I'm going to tell you something. Let me, let me tell you something. There's some folks in the church, you need to cut off some of the negative voices that comes in your life. You're going to always find somebody telling you you can't do something. You need to be around somebody who can tell you to have some faith in that you can. Hallelujah, like the Apostle Paul, through Christ I can do how many things? Uh, some of these things I can handle. No, all things. Before David met the giant, he went down memory lane, Brother Bobby. And this is what he said. Moreover, David said to all that negative speech going on all around him, Moreover, David said, the Lord, <laughs> the Lord who delivered me from the paw of a lion and from the paw of a bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Hallelujah. When everybody else was up there on that hillside and they were shaking in their boots. Amen. This giant had been coming out taunting them. Amen. Taunting the people of God. Everybody was scared of him. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. David said, listen, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who would defy the armors of God? I'll go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Saul said, how in the world can you do that? Hallelujah. His older brother said, how can, how can you do something like that? Hallelujah. He had some memories that motivated him. When he was still a shepherd boy, hallelujah, and a bear came out to devour his dead sheep. Hallelujah. He said, the Lord delivered me then from the bear. The Lord delivered me from the lion. Hallelujah. And the same God that delivered me then, with my, 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 Hallelujah. I'm going to hush. I know some of you want some of that hamburger. Hallelujah. Memories that motivate. 
memories that motivate let's take the memories that we have of what God has done for us memories of saints long gone and remember how they stood the test of time and we've seen some of them already in some clips and all that. Hallelujah. That's motivation for me. It could be motivation for you. Let your heart and your mind be filled with memories. Amen. That motivate. Let's stand together. <coughs> anybody wants prayer today if you're struggling we're ready to pray for you and to give you an opportunity we don't like to close the service without doing so